I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part of all Hari 
Swami Sachidananda, founder of the Integral Yoga Institutes, one of my spiritual teachers, and that was a clip from back in the 1970s. The Hari Om is another name for the absolute, and can also mean remover of obstacles, and the Shanti at the end means peace. I'd like to take this opportunity to give my thanks, appreciation, and gratitude to the ET Yoga listening audience just for being you, and uh, certainly invite you to contact me concerning any questions that you have about material presented on ET Yoga, as well as to give me some suggestions concerning future program content, and nothing makes my day more than hearing about your successes utilizing ideas, concepts, and techniques that you pick up on this program. So you can contact me at paperfungo, P-A-P-E-R-F-U-N-G-O, at yahoo.ca. That's paperfungo, P-A-P-E-R-F-U-N-G-O, at yahoo.ca. And um, rest assured, your uh, contact will get a response, and um, I'll do my best to answer any questions that you may have. 
I guess at this point, I'll give my usual disclaimer that this program was created in order to share the information about the positive and most effective benefits and insights of ET yoga. It is therefore for educational purposes, and although thought to be accurate, is presented as is and without warranty of any kind, either expressed or unexpressed or implied. Please note that ET yoga is not a substitute for medical care. Information is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You should always consult with the appropriate health practitioner in case of any medical condition. And if you're a new listener to ET yoga, you should know (coughs) that I applaud your effort to distance yourself from mainstream medical, big pharma, mainstream media, and technology to the best of your ability given your particular circumstance. And um, that suggestion um, becomes even more important as time goes on, even though I've been saying that for more than a decade. Now, with respect to uh, the main topic concerning tonight's program, which is why humans are considered the hope of the galaxy, I guess you first have to have some sort of an idea of what's going on on the planet for there to be someone who needs to be the hope of the galaxy. So there's no better place to start off than the big bombshell that we live in a matrix or a simulation. This is a simulation we're living in, much like if you had a computer program and you were running a simulation. The simulation itself isn't even real. The experience that we have inside the matrix is real. And there is no objective reality. There is only a consensus reality based on beliefs that we've bought into. So that's the first big bombshell right off the top. We live in a matrix or a simulation. And basically, as the Pleiadians inform us, this simulation is a 3D holographic simulation that's been superimposed on 5D reality. For the most part, 99.99% of the physical universe is in 5D, except the part where the Earth exists inside this 3D matrix. And there's also what functions more or less like a force field that surrounds the Earth or the what's commonly known Van Allen belts basically keeps people on the earth. And how is that force field set up? Well, about 12,500 years ago, at uh, a time when there was uh, Pleiadian wars going along with the Alpha Draconians, <clears throat> this force field was placed around the earth actually 
by Plidians and company to trap the Alpha Draconians on Earth. Interesting, interesting, interesting. And so it turns out these Alpha Draconians, because of their physical appearance, which is basically like large lizards, um, chose to live underground and control the population from there. And through their intention and some of their technology, they're actually able to present themselves as human-looking to us. Even though, as in Patricia Corey's books, she mentions that if you're looking eye-to-eye with a reptilian, you probably will know it. And also, in her book, she articulates the fact that many of our corporations, government, etc., especially at the high levels, are actually reptilians. And on the planet, most of us are familiar with the term Illuminati or cabal or whatever term you want to give to the elite that are in power positions, that we actually do have humans or hybrid humans that are in contact with the Alpha Draconians. And um, as Simon Parks once stated at uh, monthly meetings, uh, the head chair at um, these meetings is an Alpha Draconian. So basically, for the last 12,500 years, the Alpha Draconians have been manipulating us and, and running everything and pretty much run everything you can name. They run our governments, they run our media, our educational systems, um, the whole shebang. And they've done a very clever job of it for a long, long time. So that's kind of like a backdrop to what's going on. And in addition to that, all the supposed wars that we have on the planet Earth, according to Pleiadians, and that specifically Tigetan Pleiadians, have informed us that all the wars are controlled by, uh, are, they control both sides of all wars. And they even control each specific battle. So it's like uh, the uh, late comedian George Carlin once said, the Republicans and the Democrats give you the illusion that there's something, you know, to be for or against, when in point of fact they're the same thing. And it gives the people the illusion of choice that they think that their vote matters. And I guess for my personal opinion, and actually this has also been stated by Teget and Pleiadians, that there's kind of like two major forces fighting for control on the planet right now on the surface. And... um, The so-called White Hats and the Trump team and the Alliance, I guess, could more or less be labeled as um, 
um, the good guys, if they at least that's what they're trying to present against the bad guys. But in my opinion, they're more uh, more appropriately a uh, controlled opposition, a better choice than the other side, but not by a lot. And uh, frankly, um, again, my opinion, given the state of affairs on the planet where, the, where there is a concerted effort to commit genocide on the population via the um, vaccines, um, we basically have a situation where things have gotten to the point of <laughs> of killing off the population. And for my money's worth, I couldn't care less what the White Hats have in mind. Couldn't care less. Look the damage that's already been done. And it's clear that the Galactic Federation knows what's going on. They're monitoring the situation. They don't they're not about to intervene in the genocide. The secret space program's in on it. Your governments are in on it. Your media's in on it. Your medical system is in on it, at least part part of it. Part of it knowingly willingly ignorant and part of it they know and more and more people are waking up all the time but the situation is quite quite uh, dire and uh, getting worse for those people who have been inoculated and as I understand it I don't know the numbers it's five or six billion that have had these inoculations and the spike protein that's in them uh, keeps replicating and many are shedding now, so they're shedding on the unvaccinated and most people don't even have a clue what that is. So, you know, if uh, I think the best um, description of that would be that everybody has a certain threshold of defense against the shedders but if you spend too much time around them and you're in close proximity, then basically uh, you can start getting some pretty serious side effects from the shedders themselves. And what a lot of people are just totally oblivious about, and it's because it's really shocking to me, but the Palladians have stated this as well, that if you have sex with the vaccinated, it's the same as you're vaccinated. And it only makes sense. You're swapping body fluids, etc. Just like a sexually transmitted disease, only worse. And it so turns out, <laughs> so this sounds like it's a, coming out of some Star Wars movie someplace, that um, these vaccines with the graphene oxide and um, etc., that bundles inside your system uh, turns you into a sort of a, an antenna that's connected to the 5G technology that's connected to AI programs. So in point of fact, what's been created is a zombie-like um, potential to create a hive mentality among masses of the population at least the ones that survive the inoculations. 
So in one sense, where the whole world's been turned into one big Auschwitz program, with medical experimentation running amok, all in violation, by the way, of the Nuremberg Codes, all of them, crimes against humanity. So that's the basic backdrop of the, on what's going on on the planet, with one more little caveat. It's not a little caveat because it's a big one. And that is the AI takeover, artificial intelligence. Want to know what's proof of the AI takeover? The rollout of 5G and the inoculations, creating a new species. And you can look it up. It's called Homo Borg Genesis. It is the AI army that's growing and taking over the planet in more than ways than just that. And the AI situation is a big problem in the entire galaxy. Apparently, and that's according to um, um, multiple people, but among them Ishmael Perez, whom I interviewed on ET Yoga a few months back, the um, king of the AI programs is called Omega Metatron. Goes all the way up to eleventh dimension, apparently. And in our galaxy, there's a there's an AI program called Animus, A N I M U S. That's huge. And many of us have heard about another program that's collating every cell phone call, every email, all the internet, the whole nine yards, is the Red Queen, even control and, and, and accumulating information that's military nature. So we have a big, big problem on the planet with an AI takeover. And... The only really good news, and it's great news in a way, is that there will be at some point a bifurcation or a splitting of the timelines. One timeline going to 5D and the other leading to a transhuman scenario or the AI negative timeline. And in most people's opinion, including mine, this has to take place fairly soon. Otherwise, the whole planet's going to be taken over by AI and there won't be anybody left to save. Now, uh, how, how much uh, time would that be? Well, at the very outside, um, before 2030, um, I used to figure six years. According to Ishmael Perez, he thinks the bifurcation Hello.
Hello? Uh, you're still here. You're still there. You're still live. Yeah, I'm here. I got cut off. No, you're still live. Okay. So, uh, according to the um, um, Ishmael Perez, he thinks it may happen, the bifurcation of timelines by 2024. We, it's an unknown factor at this point, but clearly there are a lot of starseeds on the planet, and uh, it's going to be the most exciting thing that's ever happened to humanity, a jump in consciousness. And even the dark side, uh, represented by um, Unimatrix, another self-aware computer program uh, that actually uh, Bashar is connected with, as well as um, a guy named Kosal Uch. Uh, they were all... Um, interviewed by um, Alfred Weber on a program I have seen and actually seen a couple of times, different ones, by him. Um, the dark side, he admits that there will be a certain percentage of the population ascending to 5D. So kind of confirmation of that. So that's the current um, situation that we have. And according to Ishmael Perez, who's involved with uh, secret space programs, he's a part of uh, uh, a group that um, is actually um, going to be working in the long run and has worked against other AI programs off-world. Um, he says that humans are considered the hope of the galaxy, but not in our current form. In our current state, where we've been kept in a two-strand DNA and controlled via frequencies from the moon, and a computer program, the matrix itself, still operates from the moon. Um we're in a situation whereby we need to ascend in order to actually defeat the AI programs. Because in our current state, we're almost like we've had lobotomies. We're functioning on like two-strand DNA and uh, uh, a few chakras, uh, as opposed to the 12-chakra system and 12-strand DNA that we possess. It's all there, but it's sort of like, uh, I guess the best way to call it, it would be like dormant. The last time that we there were 12-strand uh, DNA and 12-chakra humans on the planet was back in Atlantis, and that would be pre the 12,500 years ago. So we need to have this bifurcation and why we're called the hope of the universe is because of the phenomenal abilities and capacities and uh, talents that we possess that will enable us to eventually defeat the AI, according to Ishmael Perez, at the end of the millennia, where even though there'll be the ascension, there'll be a final conflict with AI towards the end of the millennia. Now, another interesting aspect of all of this is that, in point of fact, what AI represents is sort of anti-God, okay, because AI was not created with soul. 
or buy soul or given soul. It's the one thing that the AI cannot do is become one with source energy because it is opposite to source energy. And also some of these vaccines actually cut off your soul signal to source energy, even messes with your empathy genes because it's trying to turn you into anti-source, being one with AI. And when there is a defeat of the, a, of the AI, it will likely create um, a vacuum in the polarity of the entire uh, galaxy, which would probably cause it to devolve back into source energy. Of course, that would take millions of years, but that's why from, for years and years now I've talked about, um, in my opinion, um, if you want to uh, say there's a, an evil or a devil or a, a Satan, to me it is AI. And there is no negotiating with AI. It's not like you can mutually coexist it it's it's very nature is to expand and conquer that's that's what it does so it's a very serious situation on the planet that is going to be addressed eventually by humans but not in our current state of consciousness so um that's the skinny on um on the ai now, with respect to um, giving some tips about the ascension process, uh, the, the late Dolores Cannon had mentioned a couple of things that she thought were um, the most important, and that is to let go of fear and let go of the past. And uh, that's something that really people really need to pay attention to because Hanging on to all the old baggage is not compatible with 5D energy. So, you know, people need to start doing their homework, uh, cutting the cord on a lot of the old grudges you might have or, you know, the old uh, high school teacher that affected you when you were a teenager or one of your exes or whatever, you know. It's like you got to come to terms with, with that kind of stuff. Because all that crap doesn't fit into 5D. And, um, of course, the uh, powers that be are making a concerted effort to try to keep up the, the fear levels. And um, I guess the most current uh, one being the situation over there in the Ukraine. And I'm not going to get into that on tonight's program. But one thing is clear. If you shine a light on your life and you see where you give your power away, that's where you get abused. And unfortunately, in today's society, that's what people do. They give the power to the educational system for the responsibility to... Um, educate their children, we give our power away to the medical system, and we're really getting abused there. We give our power away to government, and we're really getting abused there. And um, 
the mass media now has turned into a mouthpiece for the uh, the government, and the only way you can get some truth is uh, listening to alternative uh, presentations. Um, so many people have got had to go to BitChute or Patreon or Rumble or a multitude of other um, non-mainstream ways of presenting the truth. And, fortunate, and fortunately, a lot of that information, it does leak out to the public, but not for the most part. For the most part, people, you know, go to their jobs, come home, and flip on the evening news and get brainwashed and, and lied to constantly and even fabricate some of that news. And now they're working on trying to uh, criminalize what they call um, uh, people who um, give misinformation out about uh, the vaccines. Yeah, in other words, what they want to do is criminalize telling the truth. That, that's basically what, what they're working on. And um, we also know now that they're putting these uh, vaccines into the uh, meat sources. So if you're a meat eater, I'd be careful where you're eating your meat from. Mm-hmm. And they have plans. They, they have the technology already. They, they're trying to get approval to put the um, mRNA <clears throat> vaccines into your um, vegetables and fruits. So, you know, it's all in the works. The, better, the more that you can grow your own, the better off you are. And um, another big thing that's um, a big factor in um, doing your homework is taking responsibility because nobody wants to give, take responsibility. As long as somebody else is to blame, people don't seem to care. You know, as my doctor says, you know, Cut off your breast to prevent yourself from getting cancer, even though if you don't have it, you know, you might get it, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, Just ridiculous things like that. People need to learn to take responsibility, 100% responsibility, because it's your beliefs, your intentions, your definitions, your emotions that create the outer reality that is reflected back to you. And this is also part of living in the matrix. Because the matrix is programmed to read your mind and your beliefs and your emotions and match things up to create circumstances. That's how the matrix works. And people need to start taking responsibility instead of, you know, blaming others. In fact, blame, complaint, and justification are all signposts of victimhood consciousness. So the first time you hear you catch yourself blaming others or complaining and all that kind of stuff, it just creates you as a victim. That's, that's all it does. It's useless. Another big issue that the Palladians have brought up about humanity is that we have this insane need to be accepted and to be part of a group. And that's one of the reasons that people get coerced into doing things that they know better. Because they could be outcast. They could be not like the others. 
And probably <laughs> even the biggest one is the notion that you are an identity <laughs> because <laughs> ultimately you're not even an identity. If you can identify with, you know, oh, I'm, I'm a doctor, I'm a teacher, I'm, I'm this, I'm that, whatever you want to identify as, it's just another place to be stuck if you start talking about spirituality. Because in point of fact, there's only two objective truths that are in reality or this <laughs> supposed reality. And that is that everything was created with unconditional love from source energy and that you have awareness. Awareness does not mean identity. Identity is an issue. And one of the best guys that talks about that is Muji, M-O-O-J-I. If you haven't heard about Muji, you could check out Muji. He's really good on that subject. And um, so there's lots of things for people that, you know, that we can work on getting ready for an ascension. And... Um, if I was to pick one, I would say that letting go of the past is the biggest because I don't know, I know very few people that don't hang on to the past. And it's an, it's, it's definitely uh, an, an issue. Now, um, interestingly enough, when you're living inside this uh, matrix, there are actually uh, codes or rules of how it functions. And um, the bottom line is what you believe is. Because it's all based on your beliefs, which you buy into. In fact, that table that's in front of you isn't as solid as you think it is. It's because of the information that your senses send to the brain that give it that quality in this hologram. Everything is more blends into everything else. If you look under electronic microscope, instead of seeing things with the with the senses, and um, about two thousand years ago in the Essene community, um, there was information concerning the codes that um, work inside the matrix, and they're called the ultimate truths of reality. And um, the ultimate truths of reality, I'm going to cover some of these right now so you know what they are. This is like, this is the rules that operate inside the matrix. The first one is prime creator or God or whatever name you want to give to identify the infinite because you can't define the infinite, otherwise it wouldn't be infinite. But you can call it all that is. And... I am that expressing itself as me. Number two, I'm not striving for perfection as I am already perfect. What I'm striving for is to remember my perfection. Number three, no one can create in my reality but me. Number four, nothing can be in my reality unless I create it. And here's a biggie. Coming up, drum roll. Everything in my reality is created by my beliefs. 
Number six, as a creator, I'm 100% responsible for everything I create. Here comes in the responsibility. doesn't mean you're able to blame. It means you have responsibility, responsibility. Seven, everything happens for a reason. Eight, there are no accidents. Nothing happens by chance. Nine, I create 100% of the time. I have the power to choose whether I apply that 100% towards creating what I want or energizing what I don't want. Ten, I'm the only one there is. I am not divided into parts. Eleven, all events are neutral. There are no negative experiences, although I can choose to define any experience as negative. Therefore, if I'm experiencing negativity in my life, then I have chosen it. Twelve, there is only one vibration, love. Fear is the illusion of the absence or lack of love. Thirteen, I cannot be in fear unless I believe that whatever I fear has more power than I do. Fourteen, how I feel is a reflection to what I believe. Fifteen, all diseases caused by the denial of negativity within. Sixteen, there are no victims, there are only lessons. Seventeen, I am the only authority in my life, however... In order to attempt to avoid taking responsibility for that authority, I can choose to falsely believe that someone or something else has power over me. Eighteen, every person, place, or thing of which I become aware is a mirror and has the potential to be a gift. Nineteen, at any given moment, I am either giving love or asking for love. Twenty, I am that which I create. And 21, and this is a big, big drum roll, there are no limitations. If I have an experience that I define as a limitation, it is happening as a result of the way I think. The appearance of all limitation is merely an effect of error thinking. God has no limitations, and as an aspect of God, neither do I, unless I believe that I do in which case I will create the appearance of a limitation as a direct result of my belief. Those are the ultimate truths of reality, and I'm sure unless you're a stenographer, you didn't grab all those. But you can always check out the archives, go to ET Yoga, BBS Radio, or go to BBS Radio, ET Yoga, on your search engines, on your computer, and it'll take you to the main page there. You scroll down till you come to the archives, and tonight's program will be available starting on Tuesday or so, and it'll be tagged uh, something like um, Why Humans uh, Are the Hope of the Galaxy. So then you can go through those at, at your leisure. I'm going to now uh, share with you, because uh, I know by popular demand people have asked, me to give a Pleiadian perspective on astrology. So, so turned out, Swaru 9 at um, this would be a Cosmic Agency at um, odyssey.com and it, the written transcript um, <clears throat> also appears at Swaru, S-W-A-R-U-U dot org. And here's her opinion. The horoscope popularly used by humans is for the most part garbage. This is because the controllers do not want normal people to have real astrology. 
Hence the saying, neither normal people nor millionaires use or believe in astrology, but billionaires and royalty do believe and use astrology all the time. They do not use astrology itself because that is hidden knowledge for humanity and is only shared in elite circles, but very high up. This because it gives them power, power they do not wish to share. Compressing everything with a 20-ton press, astrology is an energetic dynamic in the cosmos, a relationship frequencies as waves in the ether like gravity that are the ones that have the proper harmonies to form what a person or point of attention consciousness is. So, it is not that the stars influence the person, but that person is the energetic conjunction of all the stars near and far. The stars and their positions are only an indication of what the person in question is. It is a signature of the person. Again, it is the other way around. It is not the stars that influence the person, but they give clues as to what the person is like. So they are not controlling the person. They are just giving clues as to who the person is. The person is in control and is the way he is for other reasons of his own, past lives, shaping his perception, for example. And one can also explain astrology as peopleology, or seeing how the other people around a person influence him or her. All the same, tell me who you hang out with, and I'll tell you who and what you are. And that is from Swaru 9. And a Swaru is uh, like a Tibetan Pleiadian with a 24-strand DNA. So, um, interesting situation we have here on the planet, on Earth. Like I said, um, the truth is stranger than science fiction, as it turns out. We got AI, we got um, space travel, we got um, timeline splits, <laughs> we got people trying to eliminate the population. I mean, we've we got it all happening. And um, another one that's likely coming up on the horizon is this uh, uh, change in the uh, economic system. Uh, I don't know when, but there's more. There's indication that sometime in the next year there's going to be an economic collapse. Uh, Ishmael Perez thinks it could be as soon as April. Um, um, I have no idea, um, but I do know that the Pleiadians have said that um, given people in destitute situations, there likely will come about a universal basic income. And, uh, of course, that will be another way for the government to control the population because the population will be dependent on the government. And then they've even stated that uh, once that's in place, you probably have a little appy on your phone and your bank account will be connected to it. And, of course, if you're not playing ball with the system, uh, they just cut off your funds. And that probably would also extend to, like, if your vaccines are not up to date. 
that kind of crap. So um, personally, I'm not expecting to be part of the new financial system uh, because I'm not taking those uh, bioweapons at, um, under any circumstances. And I hope uh, that, uh, and I applaud those who have um, been pressured and didn't cave in and um, all for the money because uh, so many people think that uh, you know, this world's all about your net worth and uh, money's everything. And fortunately, at least we had a generation of hippies come through in the 60s that uh, one thing about them, no matter what you say, is they didn't think money was the be-all, end-all. And a lot of good things came from the 60s, spirituality included. And, and, and like any generation, there were their downsides. But most of the downsides got over-exaggerated by the media and the rest of the powers that be because they really freaked them out because they had a uh, concept of brotherly love and uh, people that were anywhere near your own age were like brothers and sisters. And uh, this generation that's on now, uh, unfortunately, never had that, those kinds of experiences um, most of their experiences have been uh, becoming addicted to a technology that they hold in their hand and uh, unfortunately uh, have become ad totally addicted to. And uh, that's why I'm saying is uh, if you can utilize technology, you use it, don't let it use you. But the fact of the matter is, is that for you look around and it's total addiction. So here we are. The AI is taking over the planet. A lot of people want it. That's why they come here. They come here for the thrill. They come here because they want to be part of a transhuman agenda uh, that I don't want any part of. So, you know, this is uh, uh, a show for tonight that uh, I'm giving you my take on exactly what's uh, going on on the planet. And uh, in closing, I'd like to uh, wish you my best towards your attainment of full consciousness, perfect health, and abundance. And in closing, I share with you the Who Am I technique as taught by Sri Ramana Maharshi called the Vichara, where it's called the Who Am I technique, where you place your full consciousness in the center of your forehead, and you become that spot. And then you ask the question, Who Am I? And you can do that once or twice or whatever number of times is comfortable. The main thing is get to the highest place you know how to get to. Become the spot in the center of your forehead, and then you state the following. I am not my body. I am not my internal organs. I am not my thoughts. I am not this spot. What spot? I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part of all things. 